When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, no. oh, 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 oh. The Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment. Uh, after we saw Barbie and Oppenheimer, you know, it's been a little lull. You know, going back to the movie, for me anyway, we were so busy with the fair. I just haven't been in, you know, since Barbie and Oppenheimer. I um, went and saw Gran Turismo this weekend. Oh, that's the movie about the uh, kids who play video games end up doing the real thing. That is correct. So Gran Turismo, if you don't know, is a PlayStation game. There have been many, many Gran Turismo games. And this is based on a true story. Uh, and it stars um, Orlando Bloom, David Harbour, and um, ooh, who is the star? Oh gosh, he sort of was sort of an unknown to me. Um, who plays Ar- the main character? Uh, I forget now. Again, how pronounce his last name? Archie Medakwe, I believe. Medakwe, yes. something like that. Something, yeah. I'll find the. He's fantastic. He is. All right. So over. Have you seen this, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Um, I. I've noticed that, I don't know what it is, but I've been hypercritical of TV shows and movies over the last couple of years. I think that going to school for screenwriting kind of ruined me because I look at something and I look at scripts in a different way and then I watch the movie in a different way. Anyway. Does it take the fun out for you? Or? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's it does. By the way. Archie Medekway. Medekway. Yes. Um, okay. I cannot say enough about this movie. It is like an A plus, five out nice. of five ticket stubs, 100% good. There is nothing wrong with this film. Really? And it was over two hours, okay. which is shocking to me. What did you love about it? I loved everything about it. It had great storytelling. It's based on a true story, so you know going in that these things, you know, whether or not they happen exactly this way, probably not, but it's an underdog story. You've got great chemistry um, between the main character and his dad. Um, and Orlando Bloom is amazing. David Harbour is, oh, I mean, he'll, I would, I hope this isn't seen as just like a blockbuster movie that isn't going to be nominated for anything. Because the acting is fantastic. Yeah. It really is. So you watch this kid who has this, um, his dad just hates that he plays video games. I mean, and that part of the story, this kid is from the UK, seems to be pretty true. His other son plays soccer, and he also played soccer, the dad. So to play a video game and literally clock thousands of hours playing one game was absurd to him. And he just saw that his son was, he wouldn't, in so many words, a loser. 
You know, like, why are you sitting in your room playing this? Yeah, which is relatable, because I'm sure a lot of kids who played games, there had parents or people in their life who were like, that's a waste of time. Exactly. So he was so good at this game. And if you don't know the game, these are all of the... Basically, you... PlayStation did an amazing job, which they show in the film, of doing motion capture on all of the tracks and also the vehicles that you can build within the game. So when you are racing at Le Mans, you are, that is the actual track. Like yeah. it's not going to be, you know, it's, this is not Mario Kart. These are the real tracks and it's a simulation game, really. Yeah. Um, actually, oh, also, Ginger Spice is the mom yep. in it. And I didn't know till the credits. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, he gets into this academy, which, you know, the real story, everybody knows that. But watching this actor so excellently play this role and David Harbour being his disgruntled mentor was so good. The character development is just great. And seeing him succeed, you know, but also go through some pretty harrowing things at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It really doesn't like you can't even believe that it's been two hours and 15 minutes, maybe because it just moves along. You also are like in the driver's seat. I mean, I want to see this on IMAX. It's so compelling and exciting. Is it available on IMAX? I don't I don't think so, but it should have been filmed in IMAX because this is it's so ah, it's just so exciting. I have not been so excited about excited about like a racing movie since days of thunder the way i felt about i think this is the best racing movie that they've that's ever been made oh wow wow um i all i did like ford versus ferrari but this story for some reason is really like you know this is like every 80 million players on this video game you know and nissan took the chance to do this contest with these kids and just to see what comes of it and all the characters and the responsibility and pressure that this kid had on himself. It's such an incredible story. It's like Tiger Woods. I mean, this is like, wow, I'm so glad that people are getting to see this. It's so Well, you're selling it. I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people want to go see this movie. So again, it's just over two hours, um, but you probably don't need to be like a game enthusiast or a racing enthusiast to sort of appreciate the film is what you're saying? No way, because this, it made me want to try harder at everything I do. Oh, wow. Like, I just left there going, I have to try my best at everything. Like, you know, put effort into this hobby and this hobby and this. And if you really want to do something, then go for it completely. All right. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. She gave it five out of five ticket stubs, kids. It's an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 98%, but the critic score is 63%. What Why are didn't they critics thinking? like it, do you think? Oh, well, I can go through some of these and just see. Oh, what Gran Turismo proves is that the worst thing Bloomcamp, the director, Neil Bloomcamp, he did District 9. Also, I was going to say he did District 9. Yes. Can do isn't continue to make idea driven, divisive films, but make movies that feel like they could have been directed by anybody. Mm. That's a negative mm. review. That's a bummer. Well, it's really, there's a lot of that, negative reviews. That movie wasn't the only thing you did this weekend, Don. In fact, you're wearing a T-shirt that indicates the other thing that you did oh, that you yeah. wanted to talk about this weekend. Yes, uh, went to see Pearl Jam at the X. You finally um, got to see your Pearl Jam. You I were current. You were concerned you weren't going to be able to see them because <laughs> well, you got screwed out of uh, your yes. fan club tickets. Yeah, so I'm in the fan club. I didn't get uh, the lottery. Did not give me. I was in the lottery of the lottery. 
Like you might get a chance, yeah, and I didn't get a, a chance to buy them. But you um, got tickets. In fact, you got them as a gift. I did. How was it, Dawn? It was really did you have a great. Blast? Uh, I had a blast. Um, they are just as good as they ever were. Oh, it's good. a two and a half hour show that they play. And was that too long? Not long enough? No, it was it was awesome. Perfect. I mean, they really did mix a lot of their earlier albums in with their new stuff. Um, there were some songs, like I haven't, I, I'm not really into their new album and I don't think a lot of people were, I mean, super hardcore fans. I'm a hardcore yeah, fan, you're but saying not some like guy that. behind you was like, we didn't come here for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's called Gigaton is their new album. And he goes, nobody came here to see Gigaton or to hear Gigaton. And I just kind of snickered cause I'm like, oh gosh, but they did play five songs from, uh, the 10 album, which is their first album. So you got a good dose for the, the, you know, you got a good dose of the classics. Absolutely. They have a former guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was playing along with them and seeing, seeing some backup for Eddie Vedder. uh, And he came out on stage and they did Purple Rain at the end, which is like, this is crazy. Oh, that's a Minneapolis classic. It definitely is. And to hear Eddie Vedder sing Purple Rain, I'm like, oh, wow, this isn't going to happen again. You know, probably not. Not That is special. Yeah. So it was really a lot of fun, and the crowd was great. I mean, so it was just packed. It sounds like you had a very productive and fun weekend. Yes, a lot of great top-dollar entertainment. Top-dollar entertainment. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you for sharing the review. And again, what's the name of the movie? It is Gran Turismo. And Mike, you liked that movie, too. Did you uh, have anything to add to that? Uh, as to what Don said, no, I loved it. I just I was worried, and I didn't know where you were going to go with it because I saw the uh, the score so low for the the critics. Yeah. And uh, the one thing about it that I thought was just it, it f- felt long. I loved the story, I loved everything mm-hmm. about it, but it did for me felt a little long. And I'm like, okay, if it feels long for me, I imagine somebody who's not into this because I'm into racing. I'm oh, into sure. racing. Yeah. I was worried that it might be a little long, but I'm really glad you loved it. And oh, Jan yeah. Ar- uh, Martinborough, by the way, the guy who it's based on, he was actually a stunt driver for a big part of that movie. He so was. the oh, guy. Cool. Who the movie's about did That's most really of the driving in the movie. And, Fascinating. Oh gosh! I, and then they showed the photos that matched up yeah, with the photos they used. Like, yeah. Oh, it was just great. Uh, all right. When we come back, we've got more publationship news. Another marriage headed for divorce in Hollywood. It seems like it's the season of divorce in mm-hmm. Hollywood. I wonder why. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back right here on my talk. It's Don McLean for Olivia Weight Control Centers. Um, you might have seen me at the Minnesota State Fair on our social media eating a salad in our staging area backstage at the fair. That's because I am on the Olivia program forever and it really isn't difficult to do it because they changed my life. I lost 30 pounds with Livia six years ago and uh, it really has done wonders for me. I've kept the weight off and you can lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. They are um, the best weight loss program for the third year in a row. They were just named Minnesota's best weight loss program and they are giving away three months three if you tell them you heard it from me so if you um want to do this with your partner if you're both kind of like unsatisfied with how you feel or if this is the first time you get to do something for yourself because your kids have finally gone to back back to school give them a call and get three months free 855 go livia or livia.com the adventures of bradley and dawn uh and we are back from the minnesota state fair we didn't have to stay out there but our lovely promotions team is cleaning up all of our mess right now so thanks to them (laughs) that's true 
A lot of celebrity divorces happening. Uh, I think it's because the actor's strike is happening. They're like, oh, I have time to get divorced now. Yeah, so let's take our shams of a marriage and turn them into a soap opera. (laughs) Or maybe they've been apart just doing other films for so long. Now that uh, they're, yeah, yeah. up close and personal with each other. Like, nah, Mm -hmm. I'm over. Uh, Like all the COVID divorces that happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So cynical. But no, we need to talk about Jofi. Jofi is a publationship. What is a Jofi? Um, a Jofi is uh, Sophie jo- Turner and Joe Jonas. Yep, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, headed for divorce. Mike, you called it, you shared it, you talked about it on Saturday, and lo and behold, the universe delivered. Actually, Friday. Friday. I, I broke Friday. it even a day okay, earlier yeah. because they were actually performing, doing the sound check while we were oh, talking that's about right. them. Yes, they oh were gosh. here at the Minnesota State Fair, and Sophie Turner wasn't here. Nope. Mm-hmm. You, you want to hear the actual blind? Of yes. Course. Let's relive what happened Friday. Blinded by the item. Desperately trying to sell your house and taking way below asking is one thing, but when the illiterate married boy bander starts taking an interest in a 20 year old model slash fan, and it isn't just for, well, a threesome, that was oh. what we threw in there, then you've got to start <laughs> telling yourself the marriage is over. Yeah. So, so, turns out, oh, look at this. Uh, this was on oh. Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, headed for divorce. Blind items again, proving that in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. And Mike is on the front lines of blind items. He called it. Do your victory lap. Wow, that's really great. Okay, go, back. Go. Uh, but seriously, again, stick with us, dear listeners, because often the blind items you hear will end up in headlines, especially, um, I would say there are certain blind items that are more likely to, to come to pass uh, than others, especially like divorcey ones and mm. relationship trouble ones. And here's another example of uh, that actually being the case. So let's talk about what we actually know, which is very little, honestly. So there is no official statement. And I always think these are interests, at least unless that's happened in the mm. last few hours. I don't think there's been an official statement. You just got the reports that they're headed for divorce, which is an interesting statement right it's not to say like well we've decided to go our separate ways and you know we realized we're better off as friends which indicates to me that this is going to be a journey we're on because all we're hearing from tmz is that they've been seen without their wedding rings on and sources with direct knowledge are talking to tmz that he joe jonas has consulted a lawyer I also read that, um, I don't know, obviously this person was um, picking up the phone. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For Joe Jonas's publicist, because it said that he has been taking care of their two young children mm. all by himself and while doing a tour while she is off somewhere. Oh. It's like, okay. Yeah. Really? So again, I think that's interesting because we're getting like hints, we're getting rumors, we're getting uh, nobody's denying them. Mm-hmm. So that would indicate that these stories are not just rumors and innuendo, that there's some truth behind them. Yeah. But I do find it interesting that they're not making a legitimate state or a, a definite statement right now. Yeah. What does that say to you, do you think? I think that it means that they don't have all their ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't have everything that they, how they want to spin it. Their publicists are probably going crazy Uh, since they probably each have their own publicists, like separate publicists. They are scrambling to negotiate things with each other. Like the publicists were probably friends and now they're like, now you're my enemy, other publicists. So what are you going to say about him and her? And what do you really know? Mm-hmm. And then they're probably leaking things to the press little by little. Yeah, I just find that to be interesting because I'm like, wh- you know, I understand if you just need to like sign whatever paperwork to make it clear what the result is going to be so that you can give one big statement. But you don't want that to go on too long because in the absence of information, you just have people speculating all over the place. And if there really is some cheating and all that stuff like those rumors are going to start to uh, bubble to the surface quick mm. quickly and you know i would think from a pr standpoint you would want very little opportunity for people to create things or at least find out things that would put you in a negative light so i i just think like i i wonder how soon we're going to get some sort of official statement well, um, maybe we'll hear it from the model he was cozying up with. Because who's that they're talking about? And where was it? You know? I mean, yeah. I'm just looking at the dates. They were here in St. Paul on Friday. Uh, they were in Austin, Texas on Sunday. But before that, Arlington, Texas, St. Louis. Uh-oh. Chicago? You never know. Or maybe this is from Toronto. That's very um, exotic. From what I hear, Toronto, there are a lot of models that prance about. Oh, you're saying that the model might be from one of those locations? <laughs> well, I, with in a tour, like, they're saying he's, you know, hitting on and hanging out with a 20-year-old model. Yeah. Um, was it recently? Was it something that happened yeah. six months ago? Who knows? Well, that's why I mean, like, the quicker they, you know, put a statement out, the better, because then people won't speculate, like, what happened? Like, what we're doing right on? now. Yeah. <laughs> Although the speculation that's going on at this point up to this point does seem to paint him in a positive light because they're like, he's being responsible. He's on tour. He's got the kids. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one big difference. This blind item made it seem like, oh, it was him who was stepping out and maybe talking to a a fan who was much younger. And then all of the uh, tabloid noise after this was announced is that it was all her. So, yeah. I like the way TMZ said this. Um, so he, I think they're clearly on his side. Sophie's done some TV and movie stuff in recent years, but isn't nearly as active as she was during her Game of Thrones days. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know okay. where she is or what she's doing. But her people, uh, if we were to give advice from BDEPR, yeah. you guys need to get on it. 
Yeah, you need make to make a statement. Let us know if she's with the kids. Give or us not. a call. We're listening. We'll take your call. When we come back, though, Dawn is going to tell us all about uh, Prince Harry and why he's going to be in London soon, but not with Megan. We'll tell you why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Entertainment. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Autoworks. BLVDAutoworks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony have been keeping vehicles on the road and safe for over 40 years. And you, my talkers, can get something special. Absolutely free. Next time you bring your vehicle into Boulevard, mention my talk and you'll receive a free maintenance and safety inspection. Look, you're going to love the service. You're going to love the expertise. You're going to love the ease with which... Bring your vehicle into Boulevard Autoworks Presents. That's the experience I've had each time I bring my vehicle in. Usually it's for scheduled maintenance, but I've also had issues with weird noises that my car is making. If you've got questions about tires, I mean, we are just starting to head into fall, which inevitably will lead to winter. Get a head start if you've got questions about whether your tires will make it for the season or if you need any uh, kind of special uh, tire coverage for the the winter, give them a call. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. And again, mention my talk. You'll get that free maintenance and safety inspection from Boulevard Autoworks. Thing Entertainment. And checking out your forecast is brought to you this time by 191 Virtual Academy. We do have that heat advisory continuing until 5 o'clock today, but then storms expected to roll in. We'll get to 93 for high today, although the heat index will be uh, closer to triple digits. Hot, humid, and sunny. But then once those storms uh, start to uh, come in here, temperatures are going to drop in a huge way. Could be some severe weather as well. Uh, we'll keep you posted on all of that. 66, the overnight low tonight with, uh, again, some rumbles of thunder throughout the overnight. Then tomorrow to start the day, some rain, maybe some storms as well otherwise mostly cloudy tomorrow and just a high of 68 right now it is uh, 90 here on my talk 1071 welcome back the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 thanks for joining us um there's a couple out there who people speculate aren't getting along and it's a couple that are just celebrities for being famous uh, who's that? <laughs> that's Harry and Megan. Oh, they're not getting along? Well, that's what the press, there's a whole side well, of the press that wants you to believe. Want you to think. Yeah. Because they want them to fail. Yeah. It's such a weird thing that I don't get it. But if you read Spare, you might have a different opinion. Not that I believed everything in Spare, but, uh, you know, you might see a different side. So there is talks that Prince William and Kate Middleton are very nervous that Harry will overshadow the first anniversary of the Queen's death with another outburst directed at the family. What? Well, first of all, they're not going to be anywhere near that, are they? Well, uh, actually, Prince Harry is going to be in the UK the night before the anniversary. But like he's not, just going to run out on the street and go, Aah! I'm having an outburst. No, um, he's reportedly he's not going to be visiting any family members during his stay. And I guess the firm doesn't like that because firm being ultimately family. they think it's a bad look for William and Charles to not be speaking to Harry, even though well, it is. But that's their issue. That's their issue. And they would like for it to seem like nothing's going on because then people won't look at them and go, hey, all the things that not only the firm. Yeah, but I think Prince Harry's allowed to go wherever he wants, but okay, yes. sure. He's not even going to be going to like some event or something, right? Um, He is going to be going to an event. It is for uh, the Well Child Awards. In- no, I'm just saying like to 
Like, it's not like he's going to show up at the family reunion, is my he point. He is not. Yeah. But I think they probably somehow in their minds. Well, the, in because Petty he's Corner. in the country, I think is the explanation. But my point is, like, he can go to the country without drawing attention. I, look, it's up on it's on the press if they want to cover him or not. But I think Harry's allowed to go where he wants. Sure, he's allowed to go where he wants, and they're allowed to have their feelings, yeah. I guess. But they are worried because he's going to be at the Well Child Awards in London on the seventh uh, of September. Uh, the late Queen, she would have been ninety-seven on the eighth. And um, I guess this is an award ceremony to present the Inspirational Child Award and deliver a speech. Then, shortly after that, he's going to be flying to Germany where Meghan will meet him. And they're going to the Invictus Games. The Invictus Games is a thing that Harry came up with to honor. Yes, this is part of his foundation uh, to honor. It's, It's games that are for uh, soldiers who have been wounded, also uh, veterans, servicemen, you know, that wouldn't have the chance to normally do these things because of what they had suffered during their time uh, serving. So he will be at the Invictus Games. Also on Netflix, uh, the documentary about the Invictus Games just came out. And yeah, I saw the the trailer over the weekend and I was like, mm, I kind of don't want to watch that. Well, not because of them. I just I'm not a huge like sports person, really. But right. I'm sure it's inspirational and it's probably, you know, well shot. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And Netflix or there are reports out there that are like, oh, it didn't even hit the top 10. Ooh, this is trouble for them. And it's like, well, do we really believe when Netflix puts up their top 10 that those are real numbers or is it just the thing the projects they invested the most money in so it's pretty important that you watch it <laughs> i i don't know i'm just saying yeah. tinfoil hat here about that yeah well we don't know is the answer i mean that they've been extremely opaque yeah in sharing um you know how they calculate things and i think that's part of the strike isn't it that the the well, actors want to know how how many views how much money are you making off of me with new subscribers truly it's netflix strike at this point because they're the ones that are holding out mm-hmm. like they're the only ones that don't report any metrics they don't have any visibility so actors writers people can't tell how well their work is really doing mm-hmm. and they've said from the beginning we're not doing that yeah so it it really is i mean which is probably very frustrating for the other people in the strike but the other amtpt members right. they're like come on let's get this going yeah but like to their point like i mean they've single-handedly been able to like not divulge the truth and yet make tons of money you know so i don't i mean in a way it's evil genius it is evil genius but it's like if you're not willing to do something what are you hiding that's what i think well they're yeah they're just trying to protect the value that they charge subscribers for the lies the lies uh so if you remember back in the days of reading spare back in january uh, William was highly irritated that the Invictus Games even existed. Um, coming from the book, it seems he appeared supremely irritated. That's what Harry says. And uh, he recalls, I covered my eyes with my hands. Had we not gotten over that, all the stuff about air versus the replacement, were we not a bit too old for that tiring childlike dynamic? 
He was married and had a baby on the way. Meanwhile, I would order food alone and do my dishes in front of the sink. My father's sink. I still live with my dad. The game's over, man. You win. (laughs) Talking about William, like, you know, you're super jealous. You have this jealous reaction when you heard about this and also claimed that it would drain funds from their foundation that they had together. Yeah. Um, But actually, this was a separate fund that he created specifically for the rehab of veterans. Uh, It had different donors and everything. And William had already given a bunch of money to a Uh, a different foundation, which really people are saying it it didn't ever invite the people that participated or would be recipients to, it was focused on celebrities being there. And it was really just a way for him to be around celebrities. If you believe what these sources are saying. So all of this is going on at the same time that they would have some good publicity. So, the paparazzi and they're going to be split between like, oh, we're over here in Germany seeing what Harry's doing whenever all the attention could be on William and Kate. Yeah. Well, and I would just say get over it because that's not going to change. And this is like the one thing that he has that he can still be a part of right. that connects him to the past. And it, by all accounts, is a tremendously rewarding experience and a unique opportunity for the people involved. So, like, the better and the quicker that the family just comes to terms with it, I feel like the less miserable they're going to be. But I'm sure that knowing that family the way they are, they will take every opportunity to feel slighted and somehow aggrieved, even though they are, you know, monarchs with power and privilege. (laughs) Right. Uh, Apparently, King Charles is going to be watching the Netflix series Heart of Invictus. Because he was super proud of of Harry for setting up Invictus. Um, he wants to get a chance to watch it. And, you know, these are all sources. Of, like, how do you know that? But um, it looks like Charles is very into Harry still participating in yeah, that. Well, and maybe he should call it. his son once in a while. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a start. Like, Williams, I don't maybe know. Maybe he should acknowledge him publicly once in a while. But as we saw with um, with like the crown, I'm not that that's necessarily the truth. That's a fictionalized version of the monarchy. But it seems like also in the book Spare that even the queen isn't privy to all of the ins and outs of what's going on there. There, whenever you become the number one person in the family, you're sheltered. You know, a lot of things are kept from them, and so. Maybe he doesn't even know that Harry's going to be in the country. Who knows? Maybe they openly discuss it. And then there's Camilla over here. You know, what's she doing? How does she feel? Yeah. Because she yeah, was I don't, really, he took her to task and spare. Yeah, I don't think they care. I think they'll do everything they can to ignore the fact that he's there. And I think his father probably full well knows he's going to be there and would will likely ignore him because we know that Charles wants all of the attention to be on him. And is totally fine throwing his kids under the bus to maintain that. And certainly so is Camilla because she, you know, did that repeatedly. Totally. Again, they're like, hi, we're the number one, everything. And in a way, you understand why they think that, right? Because, again, if you buy into the idea of their role, Mm -hmm. all the attention really should be on them because they're the monarch. I wonder now that Harry is gone and out of the way for the most part. And so William doesn't have the focus of like, that's my main 
competition there. Me, is there a competition in the media with like how much press William and Kate get? Oh, I'm sure. Versus Charles and Camilla. Yeah, I'm sure. Any time that Kate and William get headlines, Camilla and Charles wrinkle their nose because all of the attention again is supposed to be on the monarch, not the the next in line. Right. And everything that Charles has been waiting for his whole life. I mean, 70 years. Literally. Yes. So he, um, I'm sure they're like, we're here, but they're all of... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. These articles about like how Kate is ready to be the queen. I don't know if you've noticed those, but yeah. it's like, I'm not a huge fan of Camilla, but I'd be like, really? I just got here. Like, yeah. I just arrived at the but, party, but and girl, you're already talking that's the, about... that's the deal she made with the devil, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll be on the throne, but it's going to be for about five minutes. And once Charles is gone, you're nobody again. Yeah, Because I... she truly, lo- she will lose that, which, now, she'll probably have a little bit of, you know, a nice little uh, plot to call her own, but oh, yeah. very minor in the grand scheme of things, I once she gets kicked it, to the curb. I wonder if Charles will change any of that. You know, because he's changed mean? a few things. Um, what her role will be in the future? Yeah, because well, he can do whatever he wants. Good luck, because once the king takes over, yeah, he can just be like, bye. Oh yeah, let me change. It's just like a new president yeah. coming. In. Yeah, <laughs> they can reverse so, anything. I, I would just say, be very careful what you wish for, honey. So all of that is going to go down this week. So we'll be watching the royals. Definitely. Well, thank you for the royal update. And when we come back, Don, you saw a trailer for a movie that was kind of twisted and weird. And you're going to share with us perhaps what it's all about. I know it has to do with Emma Stone. But honestly, after watching the, the trailer, I have more questions and answers. Maybe you have a few when we come back right here on My Talk. One. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Dental issues can be annoying and not to mention super painful. Whether you've had fillings fall out or crowns crack or a toothache, the next time you have an issue, I want you to do what I do. And that's call the professionals at Dakota Dental. They are great with dental emergencies. In fact, I've had to call after hours before because of a dental emergency. I've gotten a call, a return call super quick. They've gotten me in as, uh, as quickly as they could to address the issue. In fact, in the most recent case, I had to get a crown replaced with a dental implant. And you can imagine that that was a complicated process. But first and foremost, they got me in uh, to be seen quickly. They got me out of pain quickly. And uh, they put me on a, a plan and a schedule to get the issue addressed and resolved. Head to Dakota Dental the next time you have a dental emergency by dakotadental.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. We break up. I see you till I the end of Bradley and Don, my talk, Welcome back to the show. This is your place for celebrity gossip. It's your place for royal news. What's Britney up to? And there aren't a lot of movies being promoted right now, unless you're at the Venice Film Festival. And uh, this movie in particular really caught my interest. 
mostly because of an article I read, and then I found other articles focusing on the same thing. The title is Emma Stone, not the title of the movie, this is the TMZ article, Emma Stone Embraced Graphic Sex for New Flick. What? Plays Lady with Child's Mind. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? So this is an article about how um, she and director Yorgos Lanathmos uh, he directed The Favorite, The Lobster, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, he is directing Poor Things. And okay. it was featured at the Venice Film Festival. So the movie's Film called Festival. Poor Things. It's called Poor Things. And um, it apparently is a story. It's like a Frankenstein story. Willem Dafoe plays this doctor who brings Emma Stone back to life after she dies by suicide. And she was being abused and she had an unborn child so what he does is he implants the baby's brain into emma stone so whenever she becomes reanimated she has a child's mind so it's not her mind it's her baby's mind are you wow you're selling it i'm not i'm so seems twisted to the least and then the fact that um she's having graphic sex scenes with the child's mind, honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, this is gross. I don't know what's going on. So what? Why? So then what? What? Why so are we? What? I, I looked at <laughs> why it are we talking more. About this We're then? talking about this. <laughs> I thought it was gross, but then I went to Rotten Tomatoes and it has 100% from all the critics that saw it at the Venice Film Festival. 100%. I mean, there've only been the critics, but well, what the acclaimed it, what it, critics. So you're not giving me any reason to want to watch it, but tell me, I did see the trailer, and I will say the trailer. All of the things that you read about it didn't seem to be evident in the trailer. It seemed very farcical, very fun, and <laughs> fairy tale sort of. Mm-hmm. It almost seemed like, honestly, a. Oh, what would I call this? Almost like a nightmare before Christmas. Like it's like an MC Escher painting. It's like uh Yeah, and she seems like it's a very surreal world. She seems like a Frankenstein woman who's like discovering the world around her. So the backstory sounds really dark and menacing, but from the trailer it seems like she's a woman discovering herself and apparently there's like some feminist themes and things like that. But what yes. else did you learn about this film? Um, or do you, I mean, is does does anything seem to redeem the bizarre description you first gave it? I think so. Uh, once I got away from all of the articles focusing on the sex scenes, I'm like, this is just okay. We're just going to focus on that. Uh, we actually have a portion of the trailer for you. Oh, you okay, good. No, oh, she's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Tell me, where did she come from? I shall. For it is a happy tale. I am Bella Baxter, and there is a world to enjoy, circumnavigate. It is the goal of all to progress. A woman plotting her course to freedom. How delightful. Uh, so the rest is just instrumental. Um, and then Mark Ruffalo gets slapped. He <laughs> goes, ouch. 
Uh, it kind of looks like it's just really atmospheric. It's surreal. It kind of looks like big fish and James and the Giant Peach. I mean, it's just really, really fantastical world that she's in. So I just was kind of mad after I saw the trailer and how funny it looks that all the articles are focusing on the sex that she had in the movie, even though it is bizarre. Like, I'm willing to say that I, right away I was like, ooh, yuck, full nudity, but she has a child's mind. Like, is this some twisted fantasy of a director? You know, um, but he has in the past done kind of weird movies. Well, did you learn anything about, you know, like where the film came from or yes. what the point of the film is? Or Yes, it's actually based on a novel by Alistair Gray of the same name. Poor Things is what we're talking about if you just joined us. Uh, it comes out in December 8th, I believe, so we won't see it for a while. Um, but it seems like it's a really liberating feminist story where you could see how when when a woman goes through something really traumatic and terrible, she almost has to reinvent herself and start all over. And I think that's the point of the movie, that in this world where it's set, it looks like... Um, I don't know, Baroque period, you know, the, that's what it appears like. She's in a castle and all these things. But, it, you know, it seems like it's a liberating tale about, like, she's not going to put up with all of these constrictions that the rest of this world, this fantasy world, is is giving to her. And mm -hmm. she's just going to experience life anew for the first time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I'm, <laughs> I went from hating it and then really wanting to see it. Yeah, I, I will say, like, again, the trailer just seems kind of fanciful and farcical, and there's a couple of, like, you know, perhaps hot and heavy scenes, but most of it just seemed kind of uh, farcical. I keep saying that word, but that's the only thing I can think of, really, just, you know, silly, yeah. over the top, but obviously there's a deeper meaning underneath. Yeah, there's some really funny scenes where, like, it looks like she's been drinking a bunch. I mean, this is something that, like, she's had... This is like sex that she's had for the first time as her new brain. So she's like, why aren't people doing this every day? And he's like, well, <laughs> and then she's like passed out in a hallway with a bunch of liquor around her. So she's like going through those growing pains of maybe do, being a young adult, but all over again. Um, I don't know. It just looks pretty interesting and, and based on a book. So I, I think that um, if I really wanted to see it, I should read the book first. Do you Alistair always read the Gray. book before you see a movie? I don't always read the book, but this one, I feel like I should. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I feel like that can be dangerous because mm -hmm. you just never know. I, I almost wonder if it's better to read the book after because you don't want to have, well, but then, then visually everything that you saw in the movie is going to be translated, you know, so you won't get to make it up on your own. But then True. there's the, the, the being let down if the world you've created in your own yeah. mind doesn't get lived up to on the big screen. Yeah, I think maybe since I've seen like the teaser trailer and some of the other like not official, well, official, but kind of those other longer trailers that I might just start to think about the characters as like, okay, that's Willem Dafoe. I might see him. He's like the, he's like the Dr. Frankenstein yeah. in all of this. His face is all pieced I, together. I'm guaranteed Jamie will have to watch this movie because he watches all the nominated movies. And I guarantee this is going to be a film that's nominated for something, right? Oh. You can just smell like this movie is for your consideration Absolutely. because it just is like the whole time you're kind of like, I'm not quite sure what it is that I'm watching. Yeah. But, 
It's exactly. Very avant-garde. Yeah. And and it is in December and that's whenever all of the everything kicks off, yeah. That's whenever, you know, if you are wanting to have your film nominated, you don't usually do it like in in March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz you want it to be in fresh in voters' minds. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. And especially this year with like it'll just be interesting to see how many films you know, based on where we are with the strike and stuff, mm-hmm. are going to be put out for our consideration. And right now, the focus is just on the only thing we have right now are the eight, are the films that, you know, there are about eight that have been focused on in the U.S., really, from the Venice Film Festival, um, like Priscilla, this one. And there are a bunch of them that are, you know, um, the main character is male. So I think that there are just a couple where it's, you know, Priscilla and, and this one. It looks like from what I've seen from the Venice Film Festival. And there's nothing else to to focus on. So yeah. they are kind of at a great advantage, I think, because they've been given this opportunity to promote the film and to go outside of those restrictions. They were given a, a pass. Is I this guess. an A24 Uh, It is an A24 movie, yeah. Yeah. All right, when we come back here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, thank you, by the way, Dawn. That movie, again, is Poor Things. If you want to watch the trailer online, maybe we can post that on our show links page. I'm sorry, Searchlight Pictures. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about what's on TV. I watched a couple fun Netflix documentaries uh, and shows uh, over the weekend. I thought we could talk TV when we come back.